What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Ride in the Pine. Jack Ridenauer back with you all today, and as always, we've got another fantastic episode in store for everyone at home. But before we get into all of that, let's take a little dive into the last episode. I was joined by a great guest who's currently a boys basketball high school coach here in the Pittsburgh area, but he's also a current overseas pro basketball player. Current overseas pro basketball player, Cason Harrell. Cason and I get into his career starting out as a local standout in the Pittsburgh area from Hemfield High School and going off to Purdue Fort Wayne, what it was for him in his Purdue Fort Wayne career that allowed him to be such an elite scorer and so much more. So if you want to go hear about Cason's career on the hardwood, go check out episode 281 and all 281 episodes that are out now on all podcast platforms. Now, getting into today, we're going to be joined by another phenomenal guest, but this guest coming from the college basketball world, current Detroit Mercy men's basketball player. AJ Oliver. AJ and I get into his career in basketball and what ultimately led him to wanting to continue his career initially at Clemson and then what led him to transferring to Old Dominion and Detroit Mercy, the impact that both his mom and his dad have had on him in basketball and so much more. So if you want to hear about AJ's journey in basketball, don't go anywhere because here comes AJ Oliver. So with that, folks, let's make our way into our show for today. So as always, be sure to find your favorite seat here on the bench with me. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And I'm here with current Detroit Mercy men's basketball player, A.J. Oliver. A.J., great to get you on the show today, my friend. How's it going? Hey, it's going well. You know, I actually just got out of class, so um, now I got something to eat and probably going to head to the gym later on today. Well, that's Pretty awesome, good. man. That's great, man. How was class this morning? Yeah. It was, you know, it's it's class, man. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a um, poetry, a study of poetry class. It's an intro. I like it because, you know, I get a chance to read a couple of different things that I haven't been able to for, you know, for obvious reasons because of basketball. But, you know, it's um, it's enjoyable for a, little, for a little bit. And then the guy talks a little bit too long and then you kind of get feel yourself getting a little sleepy. And, you know, it's it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, I'm uh, I'm not too far removed from being a student myself, so I do know the uh, the dog days of January, February time, beginning of the right. second semester. You're like, okay, I would like the weather to be a little bit nicer. I'd like to go outside and you know do some things. So I, I totally get that, my friend. But want to dive into just this season, first things first, and just how this year has been for you guys, and especially what's been working so well as of recently with winning two of the last three. You know, when you got a guy like Antoine Davis that can just spread the floor for you, make guys you know, key into him, it really makes our job a lot easier. Um, and so being able to just play off him and not only that, just, you know, we've got guys like Gerald Dell and Demise Anderson who, who make this game at the four and five position just so, so easy to just be able to pass, play through them. Not only that, even just being able to, for me to just go out and grab rebounds, even though I don't even have to score like that. So it, it, it's it's a refresher to be able to play with guys who are, not only just as talented as me, but some even better. So, And really, I mean, I think that's the way you improve yourself, right? When you're up against guys that are, you know, comparable in talent and even better, and, and that's how you start to become even better yourself. So I think that it's been great that you've been able to do that, not to mention, like you said, be around a player like Antoine Davis recently being the second all-time leading scorer in NCAA history. What's it been like just being around him and, and kind of playing with him, but also kind of be along with him on this ride that he goes to trying to get to the mountaintop NCAA scoring? You know, man, I've I've known Antoine since I was a kid. 
uh, since I was about five or six years old. His dad, Coach Davis, was at uh, UAB around the same time my mother had just gotten there. And so it was kind of like we, we began this journey as, you know, two peas in the same pod, you know. I mean, he, he after, you know, about, I'd say, a few years of living in, in Birmingham, uh, each uh, both of us were living in Birmingham at the same time, being able to play um, in Bartow Arena with each other, you know, get shots up all the time, work out with his dad and stuff like that. It's, it was... I knew this was coming. I saw this coming more than anything in this world. Like I, I knew he was going to be able to be this type of plug. And you know, some people were always skeptical about it. And I'm just like, look, man, he he puts in the work, he puts in the time, he does everything he's supposed to. I mean, it's 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 fun to watch because you know now instead of watching um, as a friend, I'm watching not only as a friend but as a teammate. And so you know, being out there with him is just fun. Like it's it's great. Like I love it. Like it. You know, it's not only brings back old memories, but it's also just the fact that, like, I haven't really had a chance to do this at all. So, well, it's definitely a nice full circle moment for you both. I mean, especially with how your, your, you know, your your careers and really your lives start around the same time, and now you come to where you are today, both being teammates at the same school. It's kind of you know one of those things where it was meant to be. But I want to get into your career, AJ. You've got a really interesting journey to how you wound up where you are today. You started out playing at Clemson. Just want to hear, you know, what led you to wanting to continue your career there at Clemson. You know. Um, uh, this is always my mom's gonna hate the story, but so at the time my mother was um, coaching at Clemson University, and so we were all living there together. Me, my mom, my dad, and my sister, who's um, a volleyball player that played at Oklahoma this past year, and so we were all just like, "Hey, what are you thinking? Like, what are we all thinking?" Like. I, at that point, for me, it really wasn't about, like, you know, going somewhere that, my, that like, I wanted to be. It was really the most, the most comfortable fit for everyone because at the end of the day, like, my family is probably the most important thing to me. And I want to make sure, like, I'm going to be okay no matter where I am because I just know how to adjust. But I just want to make sure that my family knows that I'll be okay and they're all right with that decision as well. And so... I mean, living in Clemson, being there for at uh, the most six years before I uh, went there. It, yeah, I mean, it was probably the most comfortable fit for anyone. And so it was really just about the comfortability of it. I, and one of the things that happened was that most of the assistant coaches were the ones that were recruiting me. It wasn't really the, the head coach at the time. And so... In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, okay, do they really want me or is it because I'm just so close? And so it put me in a situation where I just was like, you know what, let's take a chance. Let's see how it goes and hopefully I can be a hometown hero. But obviously that just didn't work out. So. Well, I'm, I'm glad you, you bring up the point about your mom and, and the impact she's had in your career. I mean, you, your mom and your dad, both great basketball players. Like you said, your mom, a fantastic coach. Your mom played in three Final Fours with UVA. Your dad wins in NIT. Uh, I mean, just a lot of success on the basketball court in your family. What, how much of an impact have they had on your career? And also, just along your time in college, how much of an impact and what kind of advice have they shared with you? Well, I mean, it's, it's just... It's. I mean, I'm. I'm blessed more than anything as well. I'm so lucky to have the parents that I have and, and the support system that I've been brought up around. Truly, it's 
it's it's it's not every day you get um, two parent household, but not only just a two parent household, a two parent athlete household with two uh, with two athlete kids. Like that's not normal. And you know, me being in the situation I'm in, they've they've put me in they've put me in positions to be successful every single day. That and you know whether it was you know. Um, leaving Virginia after my mom was an assistant there to go to UAB to get uh, a better opportunity for schools and then leaving UAB to go to Clemson so that I could get better exposure for basketball. I mean, it's just, uh, I can't tell you how, how, how appreciative I am of what they've done for me. And, and my dad, you know, he's been my coach since I was a kid. And he, he said, hey, look, I'm going to be here until you're 17. And then once you're there then your coach has got you. I'll still be here to help you out with certain things that you want to talk about, da-da-da, this, that, the third. But I'm not going to be that person that's always on you anymore. It's It's got to be on you. And that was one of the things that, you know, made me realize, okay, so now it has to be about me and what I want and what I want to do. And it took a while to kind of adjust to it, but he's helped me through it. And now I feel like I'm probably in one of the better situations because of it. And because of all the trials and tribulations that I've had to go through, I, I can't say, I can't say any more about this. It's, it's just, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I am. I really am. Well, it's great that, you know, you would notice that, right? I mean, I think a lot of, a lot of, Children, you know, kids, however you want to say it, they don't notice the impact that their parents play in their lives. And the fact that you're aware of that, I think that says a lot about just, you know, your your understanding of the role that your parents have played in your life. And I'm sure that they also helped you along the way with all the different moves that you made, right? You go from Clemson, then you go to Old Dominion. What was that like for you, just jumping from one school to the next, especially with, you know, you being very close to Clemson prior to actually going there and enrolling there, and then you leave and you go to Old Dominion? You know, it's um, it was actually a seamless transition because um, all of my really good longtime friends in Clemson, um, you know, they were the most supportive of my decision outside of my parents. And it makes it so easy when you have people that care about you as the person rather than you as the player. Because the Clemson move wasn't really about me playing. Like, I knew I was going to get playing time anywhere I was going to go, but it was really just about me moving on from, you know, being in my nest and always being in the same positions, like, where my parents are. And so once I was able to do that, you know, I mean, everything else came pretty easy. So, I'm... Like I said, I've just got a, I've got a really, really good support system around me that has put me in a position that like gets me to where I am today. And without it, I don't know where I would be. Honestly, I I just can't see myself anywhere else other than where I've been put to be, to be uh, very, very honest with you. Well, along this journey that you've gone through, I mean, what has it taught you? You know, what are, what are some things that you have learned? You know, I, I mean, like you mentioned, your ability to adjust. I mean, you've had to adjust to basically three different programs, three different teams, three different coaches, three different ways of, you know, terms and, and plays and so on and so forth. What has this whole process taught you about yourself? Um, that the work will speak for itself no matter where you go. Um, if you put in the extra time and the extra effort, 
it doesn't matter who you play for or what team is where or whatever. It's just they're gonna coaches will notice that they'll pick up what you're putting down, and you will be rewarded for it. And every time I've done that, I have been. And so you know, it might take some time for it might take some time for some people to realize that because it took some time for me to realize that. And, you know, I mean, it's not something so simple because everybody's so used to being able to, you know, clock into what they usually do during the day and then be able to go home and relax at the end of the day, which is kind of the same way some athletes are. I mean, we just abuse our bodies day in and day out. And some of us are just surviving. And when you think about it, would you rather be surviving or thriving? And for me, I'd rather be thriving. So putting in the extra time and effort just to get myself in better shape, that way, you know, when I'm in games, I'm not getting as tired because I've only just did the bare minimum. And, you know, it's it's worked wonders for me. And I, I think that's the, the biggest lesson that I've learned. Well, in just terms of the the, pro, the process of transferring, and especially with you know the transfer portal and what that's looked like, especially over the last year or two, I mean, you've kind of been on a little bit of both sides of the era where you know the transfer portal was just kind of starting, and then now you've been in it where it's a full fledged thing. What have you noticed are kind of some pros and cons of the transfer portal? Well, there the NCAA is very cheesy. I can't. I, I got to be honest with you. Like there are some stories that I hear about players transferring and the reasons why that don't get connected, but some guy just transferred because he got beat out at a random football at a random football university. I mean, and he gets to play automatically is just just doesn't make sense. And so when I first got into the transfer portal, it was literally just the wild west. I mean, you had once you put your name in, every coach had access to you who you were, who you played with in high school, who you played with in AAU, and who you play with currently. And also, like, no, you could, they could call you at any time. Around that, around, I think it was, they didn't really have, like, a set uh, rule for when calls could be placed and received via coaches and, you know, recruits at that time. And so it was just nonstop, constant calls from different coaches but you know it I'm not gonna lie it felt nice you know it felt like being back in high school again just trying to figure out what's the best fit and I feel like you know at the time in high school I didn't really make the best fit I just made the most comfortable one but I mean I'm glad I'm where I am now because if I wouldn't have learned that lesson I probably would just be sitting somewhere on the bench I don't know well, I mean, again, I think that it's it's great that you have been able to become aware of, you know, again, these different situations that you're in that, you know, don't that, that might not work out for you for whatever reason it might be. And you've clearly found a new home in Detroit Mercy, and it sounds like you're loving it there. What was it about Detroit Mercy and the program specifically that, that drew you to the school? Uh, Coach Mike Davis and Coach, uh, Coach Marsh. I mean, those guys, you know, I enjoy learning from uh, the coaching staff. And they continuously taught me, you know, more than I thought that I would know. And I'm giving me a chance again. So, 
Well, it's great that that you've been able to give, you know, or get, get that extra chance, right? And get that other opportunity to continue to, you know, find a new home in Detroit Mercy. So that I think that is, you know, awesome. And again, the fact that, you know, it might take, you know, some guys a little bit longer to find that true place of home and that's fine that it does. And it it, it you finally was you were able to find where you feel most comfortable and like you said a great line. You you didn't make the initial decision off of fit. It was just with, you know, what was comfortable comfortable for you and instead of what was the best fit and it clearly is that that Detroit Mercy is the best fit for you. So, AJ, it's been great to get you on the show today, my friend. Before we let you run, just want to hear from you when you realized and, and kind of had this epiphany or an aha moment as to when you knew you could play basketball at the Division One level. So, for you, when did that moment kind of settle in for you? Um, <laughs> oh, wow. You're going to love this. So, my mom, um, when I was around six or seven, at the time, I was playing basketball just to play it, right? And so, you know, I had a lot of friends that played, you know, different sports. So I would play all these different sports, stuff like that. And then, um, well, my mom and I were having a conversation one day and I was like, hey, mom, I really want to play football. She was like, what? You play flag already? And I was like, no, I want to play tackle football. And she said, baby, look at me. And she did not look at her dead in her face. She goes, you are going to be a D1 athlete for basketball. You will not play football. End of story. That was the day. Yep. Six years old. Six years old. Well, my friend, you have definitely made it uh, more than a dream. You've made it a career and excited to see where the game of basketball takes you next. Thanks so much for stopping by today and good luck the rest of the way as well. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I really had a great time. And uh, I just want to say go Titans. And there he goes, AJ Oliver, another wonderful episode today, everyone. Thanks for joining me here on the bench. Be sure to keep following and subscribing to Ride in the Pine on Apple and Spotify, and keep following on Twitter at Ride the Pine 20, RTP all capital, Instagram at Riding underscore the underscore pine underscore all lowercase, and on TikTok at Ride in the Pine all lowercase. For all the latest updates on episodes and content to come, all 282 episodes are out now. Keep leaving those ratings and reviews. And again, folks, keep your eyes and ears open for some more wonderful guests coming out here on RTP. But once again, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time on Ride in the Pine, keep on sitting the bench with me.